T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What movie is this from? You always ask me that. Like you have like such a, you can recall soundtracks a lot better than I. No, it's a Marvel movie. I know. Yeah, I know what you're. It's um, Captain Marvel. Oh, all right. When uh, what's her name? Annette Bening was singing, dancing, because she was Marvel. Do I just music? Music takes me to a, a point in my life. And I remember things through music. You remember today when I told you we were going to have Jeff Conan on. You remember it almost hitting him with a golf ball. Yes. Let's go out to the uh, Toyota of Hollywood <laughs> guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. There he is, Jeff Conan, two-time champion with the Florida Marlins. His dogs are joining us as well. And he's now a uh, special assistant to Bruce Sherman. Uh, Jeff, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? None. I, will you please tell them that when you live in a house on the corner like that, you're susceptible to, to, to golf balls? We are susceptible, and I appreciate all donations from all the golfers <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> in my backyard. There's only one golfer, though, that I would like to get a hold of or in touch with. It's the one that put one through the back windshield of my car that was in my driveway. Oh, my God. Over the house? Around? Over the house. Oh, my goodness. No. His house is here. The. The driveway's in the front, so it's nearly impossible to do that. It's a one in a million shot. I want to yeah. meet that guy or girl, <laughs> whoever whoever hit that ball. I want to meet him. Very impressive. So, Jeff, you're going to be out at uh, at FAU coming up in March. Uh, you're going to be doing and speak to some people about the you know the state of Major League Baseball. How did you uh, link up with this and uh, and getting over there? Uh, a good friend of mine uh, that I met uh, lives up in Boca and and knows. Uh, Cammy Batchelder, who is uh, organizing all these talks through FAU. So I'm going to do one in both campuses in Boca and one up in uh, Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Well, the Jupiter one's convenient. It's right there with the uh, the spring training facility. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it'll be really close to that one. It was uh, a lot of fans were excited, Jeff, to hear that you were, uh, you're were back with the organization, that you're uh, going to be a special assistant to Bruce Sherman. How did this all come to be that you're, you're back with the team? Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce reached out to me um, – shortly after uh, Derek Jeter's departure in March and said he'd just like to talk. You know, he'd heard a lot about me and, and the organization and uh, with the fans and such. So uh, we we kind of had a couple phone conversations. Then after the first of the year, after the start of the season, we met and uh, just had breakfast together and um, talked about the organization and, and me possibly coming back. And, you know, he said there's going to be a lot of changes going on this year as far as organizational moves and such. And uh, 
let's keep in touch, but we'll talk uh, after the season was over. So, uh, you know, day after the season was over, uh, Bruce gave me a call and um, things went from there and I'm super happy to be back. Does it seem like they're they're trying to not not necessarily build something in the past they the 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 Marlins have tried to put things together rather quickly. Does it seem like now they're on a path to 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 sustain sustain something for a long period of time with how they're yeah, doing things? Yeah, I think you know they're they're trying to um, rebuild a culture in this organization that and that's got to be from the ground up. That's you know your rookie ball teams, your minor league teams, A ball, double A, triple A. Uh, that entire feeder system that gets to the big leagues, you know, because Miami's a challenging market, as you know, as far as revenue is concerned. And we can't go out there like the New York Mets and the and the Chicago Cubs and just make a big splash in free agency. we got to develop our own guys. So I think right now the focus is, especially with bringing Skip Schumacher and his team in, is that we got to build this culture, a blueprint, so to speak, of an organization and develop it from – draft draftees on or trade pieces we might get back and and when they get to the big leagues they know how to play the game the way that the organization wants to play it was there any part of it jeff with your talks with bruce about maybe what he expected when he took over and like what were those conversations like of of what needs to change from you know i guess what are we going into year six of him being the owner now of the team like what were the uh, the what were those talks like as far as you know kicking back and forth of, of what he'd like to see change? Well, you know there was a lot of um, stuff that went on as soon as they uh, took over the team and some contracts they had to get out from under. You know, uh, Giancarlo Stanton uh, at that time had signed the largest professional contract in North American sports history. So, um, and a couple other guys were coming up on either arbitration or free agency. And it just wasn't sustainable as far as revenue um, standpoint was concerned. So there's some changes that had to be made. And, you know, that's going to set you back when you get rid of uh, quality players like that, you know, get rid of an MVP and a uh, gold glover and Christian Yelich, but uh, we got trade pieces back. And now you kind of have to take a few steps back to get better. And um, I think right now it, with the new manager coming in, there's a, there's a breath of fresh air with the organization Kim Ng is now basically uh, free and clear in charge of, of the whole baseball operations side. Caroline O'Connor was named a business president. So a lot of new faces and a, and a fresh start to go from here forward. Jeff, is it weird? Like we were having this conversation beforehand, but um, it seems like baseball is still the last remaining sport that is very patient with their young talent. For whatever reason, it's the arbitration thing, the the years of, you know, control. But it always seems like these young kids come into baseball and they get every opportunity to become professionals and they're never rushed. Um, do you find that they're trying to rush that process up or no, they're just, you know, everybody is still very patient with young talent that comes into uh, Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think the Marlins are a little bit more patient, possibly, because, um, you know, they've got to develop young talent because we can't, like I said, pay those big dollars when they become mm -hmm. free agents. If they've been stars for six years. They kind of price themselves out. So uh, I think they're they might even be the opposite side. So they're going to get guys to the big leagues to, to see what they got. Right. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more quickly than, than some other organizations, because 
they need to know. And if, mm-hmm. if uh, the guy that gets a good shot and is up there for half a year, year, whatever it takes, isn't doing the job, well, they can shuffle in another young guy that they've got in the pipeline and hopefully they take hold and that's the guy you're going to stick to. But, you know, in baseball in general, um, the system of the minor leagues is unique. You know, you really don't have that kind of development system in any other pro league. And um, because it takes a long time to be proficient at hitting a baseball. So uh, back in my day, I mean, it was like in the minor leagues, you a hitter needed to see about 1,500 at-bats uh, in the minor leagues before they felt that they were prepared to come up to the big leagues. And I can't remember how many innings pitched a pitcher would have to pitch to get that kind of threshold that, management was comfortable of them being in that situation because it can be overwhelming when you get up there. And if you're overmatched, uh, just the pressure of win now, like in the minor leagues development, you can kind of take your time and, and develop where big leagues, it's all about W's and L's. And if you're not doing it, they're going to get somebody else that can. Jeff, was there any like uh, talk with Bruce uh, when you, when you guys got together about just the idea of kind of connecting more of, you know, the past great moments with the team? Cause it did feel like when Jeter was here, it's kind of almost wiped away. You know, you were gone. A lot of the, the the luminaries were gone from the team. And, you know, you're, you're one of the connective threads of, like, two championships. You you know, you're the, the lone guy who's got both rings. And I can just say, as a guy who grew up as a Marlins fan, it, it felt like a lot of that was kind of just wiped away over when the new regime – was there any talk about the idea of, you know, bringing a lot of that back? I know it's, you know, 30th anniversary is coming up and things like that to just almost harbor on that nostalgia a little bit because this franchise – Though it's been through its ups and downs, it's had a lot of great players as well. Yeah, by the way, I love the shirt. I love the old school uh, logo there. Um, Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, actually, uh, that uh, you need to get the alumni involved. You need to get uh, the past players. And like you said, we've had a bunch of great ones. And we're going to see a bunch of them this year. Uh, 30th anniversary is a lot to celebrate for an organization, for a team. Uh, You know, we won two world championships, and uh, a lot of organizations haven't even won one or just one. So, um, yes, that's been a, uh, focus on what we've been doing this off season is, is trying to make connections back to the past players and, and in touch with the history of this team and, uh, put it on proud display. How, uh, how surprised were you to hear that, uh, jazz Chisholm apparently went to the manager and, uh, you know, there's been this void in center field and he says, I'll, I'll, I'd like to take a crack at that. I think I could be good at that. Uh, how common is, is hearing something like that? And, and how do you think he's going to adapt to that? Uh, it's not very common, actually. I mean, I think most organizations will go to a player and say, hey, we've got this other guy coming in that, that he can shine at this position. We want you to make a change. Uh, most guys will resist that. So hats off to Jazz. I have not met him yet. I really spent any time with him. Um, but for him to go in there and volunteer that, um, option for them to for him to go into center field. You know, obviously he's got great speed. He's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, the outfield positions of the outfield position, center field is the easiest to play. Uh, you might have a little more ground to cover, but you know you don't get the tailing balls in left and right like you do uh, um, or in center as you do in left and right. So it's commonly held that that's an easier position to play just because of the field of vision you have. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I talked to John Jay today, the outfield coach, and he said that. Jazz uh, looks right now like he can play in a big league game. He's been out there working early down at the Lone Depot Park. And from all indications so far from John Jay, he said he looks fantastic out there. Talking to Jeff Conine, you got FanFest coming up for the Marlins, by the way, this Saturday over at Lone Depot Park. 
Jeff's going to be speaking at FAU coming up on March 8th from 7 to 8.30, talking about the, uh, you know, the, the days of Major League Baseball now to what it was and all that. So some great stuff coming up there, Jeff. I wanted a question on this, Jeff. It is a trade deadline time in the NBA. Uh, as a professional athlete, you know, baseball also is a very busy trade deadline year in year out. What is that like? Is that a stressful time when, when you may not know what your future holds and all that? Like, what is what is this like having to, to deal with all this stuff, fodder and rumors and all of that? Yeah, there's a lot, especially nowadays. Uh, I was lucky. I didn't really have social media to deal with when I played. So <laughs> uh, nowadays, these guys get bombarded. Uh, every single day with every single platform that they're on about trade rumors. And, um, you know, as you guys know, it's essential for your platform to get out there on social media and everybody knows anything within seconds of when it's reported. So I think nowadays it's much more um, in their face. Back then we heard rumors. We always heard, Hey, uh, you might get traded at the deadline. You're on the block. But at the end of the day, you know, I can't control any of that. The only thing I can control is what my, performances like in between those lines and you know toward the end of my career I got I got mentioned a lot of trades and actually to get traded twice so what, what can you do other than do your job and, and that's what you try to focus on but it can be a, a distraction for a lot of people for sure well that last minute one in uh in 03 worked out really good it was it was it was great yeah. swooping mm-hmm. in to, to fill in for Mike Lowell and the rest was history man that was uh that was that was an all-timer was that was that like was, uh, do you remember like as that uh, unfolded when you got word of that, when when everything was was happening, because that was just it was such a crazy time. And Mike gets hurt. They're gonna move Miggy. They bring you back, and you know it all ended up obviously working out pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was a crazy story. I'm I'm in Seattle on August 31st. The deadline uh, is now at 4 p.m., but back then it used to be midnight. So we are literally pulling the bus up to the plane, and we have to go through uh, you know a TSA check before we climb the stairs to get on on the plane. So I'm sitting on the bus waiting for the line to go down and Jim Beatty, our GM, comes into the bus and there are two other guys in the very front and he walked past them and he, he started looking at me and I'm like, I'm the only one back there. And the GM doesn't usually come on the player's bus. So he sits across from me and says, well, um, there is a trade on the table that would be taking you back to Florida, but uh, there are some negotiating dude because they wanted to take the last year of my deal in Baltimore and break it up into two years. Uh, so there are some negotiations that had to be had. And thank God for uh, the old air phone. Remember the air phones in the back of the headrest and the seats? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my deal done. I immediately called my wife on my cell phone and said, listen, this is what's happening. I'm about to take off. I'll be calling you from the plane. And uh, she had to get a hold of my agent. She had to be like the 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 old operator the switchboard operator you know and when the operator when they had the, the yeah the, they used to plug in so she'd be talking to my agent then i'd call her and she'd tell me what my agent said and then they'd relay that to the uh, marlins front office and then i'd call back and then what's going on and it literally came down to larry beinfest telling me at 11 58 p.m he goes jeff i need to know right now i gotta get this deal in before midnight or we don't have a deal and i said yes let's do it and he didn't even say goodbye. Just click. And uh, by the time I got to Baltimore that night, I was a Florida Marlin. That's awesome, man. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back with the organization, Jeff. Uh, Absolutely. Fan Fest. You got a special announcement? Can we got a tease? Like anything uh, that, that's supposedly coming up on Saturday? They've, they've been teasing this this big Jeff Conine announcement that's coming up. I know. I've been getting texts left and right about that special announcement myself. So uh, 
maybe I, hopefully I'll know about it before they. Before <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, that's coming up Saturday at Fan Fest, and uh, Jeff's going to be doing a talk at a FAU coming up on March. 8th. And when was the uh, the Jupiter one, Jeff? That's because uh, that one's at the Boca yeah, campus. Uh, or um, Boca is March seventh, and I'm doing the next night up in Jupiter, March eighth. There you go. Uh, well, we appreciate you spending some time with us, Jeff. Thanks so much. All right, Thanks, guys. Jeff. Have a good day. All right. There you go, Jeff Conine. Mr. Marlin, he is uh, back with the organization. Love that Goosies. guy. You, you, you don't like if you live down here, and you talk about the Marlins. You can't talk about the Marlins without talking about Jeff Conine. No, no way. Can't. No way. You can't. Possible. You can't. All star MVP. Every, everybody, everybody has. Every team has that guy, mm-hmm. right? For for the Dolphins, I mean Dan Marino, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's just certain guys that are synonymous with that team. Um, and he's he's that guy. Jeff Conan will always be known as Marlon. Appreciate him uh, joining us. We'll take a break, get caught up on things, and wrap things up on the other side. Back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.